On today's episode of the Kindred 360 podcast, we talk media, our favorite summer shows. We listen to some amazing music and we introduce a new segment. Let's go. You're listening to the Kindred 360 podcast with your hosts, Pastor Rod Idol, Matt Smith, and Lindsay Terry. The Kindred 360 podcast is an extension of Kindred Church in Midlothian, Virginia. At Kindred, we help people find their purpose. We believe that God designed us to be surrounded by others who love and care for us. We call this your tribe. We invite you to be part of our tribe today, so enjoy the fun, inspiration, and introspection. All in today's episode of Kindred 360. Now, Pastor Rod Idol. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Kindred 360 (laughs) podcast. We're live here at Studio 77. Say hey, Matt. Good morning. What's up, everybody? And Lindsay Lou. How's it going? And today at our controls, we have a co-producer today. It is Chris Moore. Say hey, Chris. Hey, what's up, guys? Many people don't realize that Chris works here at Studio 77, and he is producing our show today, but there's a reason why, and that's because um, Mike Resendez needed CPR earlier today because a snake got into his garage, and you would have thought it was Godzilla. So he is still not in full recovery um, of it. And um, so anyway, it's good to have you with us. We're excited to be back. It's been a while. It's been a few weeks, and it's nice to talk to you today. I hope you enjoy the show, of course, as we talk about different aspects. We got we got a, a fun segment we're going to do, a new segment we're going to do, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to being with you and sharing with you today. Um, how's everybody's uh, summer plans shaping up? You guys got some things going on this year? Yeah. You're going to have a few things going on this I'm going to be real busy this summer. Yes, you are. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go at the end of this month. I'm really excited. We're going up to Deep Creek, Maryland. It's in the mountains. And uh, we're, we've got a summer house up there and uh we're gonna be seeing all the cousins which will be fun the kids are really excited about that and in august i'm having a baby you're taking a trip to a hospital i'm taking a trip to a hospital at least that's the plan yep that's That's the plan little uh granddaughter on her way i'm pretty excited matthew you just got back from a trip yeah actually already started off ours uh pam and i just celebrated our 15th anniversary and that's amazing Congrats. because I don't know how she hasn't murdered me uh, <laughs> up until this point. But we went down to Savannah, Georgia. This is uh, the first trip we've had in like three years since Reese. Our, our son's two years old. And so this is the first trip by ourselves in a long time. And let me tell you guys, it was a blast. Um, awesome. Man, I loved it. Savannah's beautiful. Everywhere you look, it's just scenic. I understand why so many uh, films want to go down there. Uh, as a matter of fact, fun fact, on our last day, we spent it at Tybee Island down at the beach, and we look. Uh, we were looking at some of the websites, and they were actually recording uh, a show down there. And we were like, "Dang, we could have snuck what on show as extra." Is it? I don't know. It just, it, but it was showing like these <sighs> these roads are all closed. Oh, cool! And um, but anyways, it was a uh, <laughs> it was beautiful. We we did carriage tours. We did uh, that is sunset. a fun fact. Uh, that fun. That's right, super fun guys. <laughs> we did a dolphin tour at sunset. Hey, did and, you? You know yeah, what? I did a really good, good job not bothering you the whole trip. I think Lizzie yeah, did a good right. job. Did anybody bother you the whole trip? Did you, like you get you know texts or phone calls or anything? Only <laughs> one person. Only one person 
would even think about messaging Well, it someone. had to be important then. It was very important. It certainly wasn't a question that anybody else on staff right. could have answered. Right. It had to be like crucial. It was so crucial. Yeah. Okay. What was this? I'm totally unaware. I don't know. Chris, do you know who we're talking about? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Chris called. And I thought like, oh, this is important. And then I was like, that dope. He could have called Rod. He could have called like, why don't you call Stacy? <laughs> you could have called Stacy like awesome. anybody. Way to go, Chris. Good job, buddy. Uh, you Good know. job. Wait till you get married. We call you on your honeymoon. <laughs> hey, dude. Listen. Throw my you phone put the in the stuff water for the youth group. <laughs> yeah, All where, right. Where's the highlighters in the office? <laughs> Well, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I take off the end of uh, June, beginning of July. Only thing I don't like about this first trip is I'm going to miss Little E's birthday. Yeah, um, we're going to well, be we'll on be the in, road. We'll be in Maryland. For that's his right. Birthday that's too. right. So I don't feel as guilty. Yeah, um, we're going up to see my folks, and then uh, we're yeah. going to go down to Georgia and spend some time with Gay's family. We haven't been down there in quite a while, and I guess we're going to Hartwell Lake or some lake and spending a few days out on the lake, which will be cool. I don't know what the rest of the time I'm going to do, Yeah, um, but uh, looking forward to like playing golf with my nephew and things like that. So should be a good time. So anybody's got any timeshares you want to donate uh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Weed Pastor here? Yeah. <laughs> Anytime last year, it was Chris and Margie Kelly, and, and uh, we got to go down to... Um, What's Nags that? Head. Nags Head. Yeah, yeah, I always forget the name of that. I don't know why. Uh, and that was just, that was awesome. Um, so uh, anyway, it's going to be a good time. I hope you guys have a great summer. My most exciting part of the summer is August 28th um, because that's when little Rodina comes into the picture. Well, it may be. Not on the 28th. It's not going to be Rodina, though. I'll tell you that much. The funny thing is you said, well, maybe. I was like, wait, are you saying it might be Rodina? No. Okay. I thought that was a firm no. That's no, fair. That's a solid no. It's been All a solid right. no for six years. I don't know. It yeah. seemed like the door was cracked there. I was a little surprised. That's oh, fair. Okay. I, I understand. I, no are, I tuned out the Rodina thing and went to, well, the 28th, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. who knows. But. She usually tunes out her pop. So. I, yeah, it's surprising I heard you at all. <laughs> In our new segment, we're going to reveal the baby's name right here live <laughs> on yeah. the podcast. Well, uh, they don't have it. They don't have it. <laughs> they nope. still struggle nope. through. So, all right. Well, listen, we got a new section coming up we got a question to ask matt is this your area right here this first question or is it mine we don't have a name by that's it. that's you who's my producer that's that's matthew okay i don't have a name by it but I i'm read, gonna add, i go, read the rundown okay let's go ahead text. and do matthew listen chris confidently pointed at me and said it was me <laughs> actually he was like going like oh all right guys here we go it, I really am excited. Uh, Lindsay probably knows what uh, what my answer is going to be, but we're well, going to talk. It. Before we get started, it sounds oh. like we have our first call in on our show. Uh, we actually are lining up a number for the show that we will give to you um, in the future. But right now, we just wanted to test it out, and we have our first call in. And my understanding is they disconnected him. They just hung up on him. So much for that. And so it works great, guys. It works terrific. We're ready to go. Yeah, we way to go, Chris. Um, maybe you can okay, wait okay. and call him when he's on vacation. Um, <laughs> anyway, oh, Matt, let's go ahead with your segment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go, go. We um, got a lot of dead silence here. Yeah, all right, good deal. We're going to be talking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> just all right, here we go. Let's answer that first phone call. Who's our first caller today? 
Nestor. Nestor, Nestor. our mailman. What's happening, brother? Send a voicemail. Press two. All right. <laughs> Nestor? To accept, press one. Nestor? What are you doing over? Is this the first time you've used a phone for a phone? <laughs> Nestor, are you there? I'm here, buddy. All right, man. Hey, I hear you're enjoying some vacation time. Yeah, there are two weeks off. All right. All right. Good for you, buddy. I'm sure that you're just laying around eating bonbons and Cheetos and watching reruns of The Love Boat or something. No, I was laying around when you called me, but I must have my cup of coffee soon. <laughs> All right. Well, man, it's good having you today. Hey, do you have a Bible verse for us today? I do. Actually, I just opened up to Romans 12. All right. Why don't, you, why don't you share that with us today live? This is Nestor Live. Good morning, Kindred 360 family. Today's verse comes from Romans 12, starting in verse 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. All right. That right there is yep. the verse for the week. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. buddy. Thanks. Way to go, Nestor. <laughs> Appreciate you taking some time away from your vacation. You're probably laying on a beach someplace or maybe on the back patio of your apartment. One of the two. But I appreciate you taking time away from that and sharing with us, buddy. And um, have a good rest of your vacation. All right, guys. Thanks for letting me be on. Love you guys. God bless. You too, buddy. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. Well, after that train wreck to get that thing started, we'll get that a little bit more figured out, which is why we're not ready to announce the phone number yet. Uh, but we'll get it. I mean, if anybody can figure it out, it's it's Mike Resendiz, and That's he'll right. get it figured out, and we'll uh, we'll have it ready by our next podcast. So thanks a lot. All right, let's get back to what you were talking about, Matt. Let's get into a segment. All right, we're jumping into summer, and I don't know about you guys, I love summer television. All right, so here's the question for you. What shows are you looking forward to most this summer? I already got my answer. I already know mine. Go ahead and answer. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Let's go. Yes. I love that. Um, I can't wait for that one. I love American Ninja Warrior. It starts in the summer, and uh, Alyssa, our daughter, loves it. She's a rock climbing wall savant there she's fantastic <laughs> she's really good she's actually taking a american ninja warrior camp this summer no way she sure is and uh That's anyways awesome. so we'll let her stay up one night a week and it's kind of fun because we'll put the toddler down but those are a couple of mine what about you rod anything you're watching right now uh that you that you're really digging no all my serial killer shows <laughs> um that i like because i just want to Especially, you know, like snapped because I want to know if Gay comes at me, how she's going to do it. Um, you know, because you talk about 15 years, Gay and I have almost 36. So that's right. I figure cool. her patience got to be running out sometime. So, but no, I, I honestly, I don't watch a whole lot of regular TV. 
Um, you know, in the summer for me, it's the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. It's the PGA Championship. Yeah. You know, it's the British Open, stuff like that. And that's yeah. about it. But um, I did watch the first season of Stranger Things. And, and you I, loved it, didn't you, I, buddy? I, I, I can't say I, like, hate it. <laughs> it's one of those shows that... I tolerated I, it well. I tolerated it well because you know how you watch a show... And it's really you're really not digging, but you got to see how it ends, right? So you just stay at it and you watch the next. You watch the next because it was like, yeah, okay. Well, I got to see how this finishes out. So I just didn't even bother watching season two, and so obviously I'm probably not going to watch season three. <laughs> so, of course, I would have said that about John Wick, and I've seen all three now. You sure have, right? buddy. Yeah. All right, yeah. so. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. It's not going on my resume anytime I'm soon. I'm proud of that. So, <laughs> yeah, because you I tempted you. me. I got yes. you to do it. It was your fault. Um, but anyway, uh, so I can't say I got any particular shit. Listen, I was going to say, Lindsay, I, I was thinking about Stranger Things, and I was talking to her, and she was like, dude, you need to watch it. Yes. I watched season one in one night. Yeah, you did. I started at like, it was like 8 p.m., 8.30, like Pam went to bed early. I was like, well, I'll turn 4 that a.m., you're finished. It legit was at like 4 a.m. Is that the day you called in sick the next day? They're all right, I'm not feeling good. No, that's the day I was even more dumb than normal. Um, but uh, and, but season two, I, There's so many. I, I paced I myself. Saying, which one? I watched it in two nights. <laughs> You I guys. gotta rewatch this. I'm, I'm gonna about start to do it. this yep. week. Yep. Rewatch one and two in preparation for three, but it releases when I'm gone, so I can't watch it when I'm out of town. Because I mean, I don't know who else is gonna be into it. Somebody's gonna mm -hmm. be into but that. I I mean, I watch it by That's myself anyway. Josh can't can't do it. It's a little too jumpy for it's him. It's gotta be a sister-in-law or somebody's. Is I'll into see. It. But hey, I wanted to say, if you're running out of serial killer shows, I recently <laughs> heard of a serial killer podcast. No. So you, I know some people who are super into it. So yeah. if you want to wow. check it out. <laughs> That's a really creepy car. statement. I just want you to know. <laughs> I was more kind of joking, but I do like all those crime documentaries and things like that. All right. Chris, how about you? You haven't, you haven't chimed in. You got a show besides Stranger Things. Can you... Get your head out of the sand of Stranger Things and try another show. I yeah. can't. Right. You know, I, I'm a creature of habit, and I rewatch The Office and Friends all the time. <laughs> wow. So I, when I heard that Stranger Things is coming out on July 4th, um, I'm like, I'm not going to go see some fireworks. I'm just going to stay in and binge the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, wow. I don't know if you do have suggestions. I always am up to Savannah, that. Savannah, you are one lucky girl. You're not <laughs> no, going to see No, actually, she watched season two You're without me. Oh, she went no. ahead and finished it. So, Oh, my gosh. How did you guys survive in your relationship? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no, still in counseling over that. Uh, yeah, we are. Still in counseling. <laughs> you guys, that's part of the counseling. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, that's Mike's... in the vows. Thou shall, <laughs> Thou shall not move yeah. ahead in this TV show. I will show. not watch ahead. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> On certain shows, don't do that it. That is a problem in marriage sometimes. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> hey, Mike was telling me that uh, show that he's been grinding is uh, is is it a billionaire. I heard that's great. I don't get Showtime, but I heard that. Who is wants fantastic. to be a billionaire? Isn't Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> in that show? Billions. Hang on, isn't Rosie O'Donnell in that no. show? No, no, no. Oh, okay. But I heard it's fantastic. My brother said that is a great show. Billions, Billions right? Billions. It's with. Uh, Giamatti and um, the dude from um, uh, that series, uh, Band of Brothers. Mm -hmm. He was one of the. He was the main character. Yeah, and he was in a couple other shows, obviously. But um, 
my brother watches that. He's got Showtime. The red haired dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um I, I I don't have Showtime, but I've heard he keeps saying, Man, you gotta you gotta get Showtime. I'm yeah, Mike, get Showtime for one, one show. show. So anyway, good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks, Matt. Lindsay, what do you got going on here? All right. So Every once in a while, we like to check in on the charts and see what's going on in Christian music. Right. And uh, a few things have changed since the last time we checked in. So I thought we would go over the top five of the top 40 in CCM right now. Okay. And just uh, get y'all's take on it. Cool. Awesome. All right. So we're going to start at number five. And this is Maybe It's Okay by We Are Messengers. They were on the countdown last time, but I think they were a little higher up than this. But um, I think it's a pretty good jam. And if all of my shame had he kind of reminds me of Matt Kearney a little bit. You know, you know who, who is the singer of what band? Matt Kearney. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe I would know it. If, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Matt knows the song. It, it's hey, it's one of K-Love's. Three songs are playing right now. So yeah. this would be good for we're talking about possibly talking about mental health That's sometime right. this year. Maybe it's okay. Fall. I'm not okay. We're gonna do the mental health series this fall. Yeah. 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 That would be. I think that's good. Yeah. I don't so. listen to K Love. I listen to K Agape. Didn't we say that the other day? <laughs> yeah. I go deeper. Right. So. You go deeper. Yeah, Rod was on. He's like, I don't listen to K Love, and I said, Oh, you listen to only K Agape. <laughs> I, I you said, listen to K Faleo. That's right. I, said, I listen to K Faleo. I got to get on your level. All right. The next one is Build My Life. Now, who's this by? Well, House Fires is, is? is the version that we do. Pat Barrett is a part of House Fires. He's one of the authors of this song. Okay. But he, this is his first time that he's branched out solo and he put out a solo EP. And, um, so this is the more produced version of Build My Life, which and is this him. is number four? This is number this four. this has been out a while, hasn't it? House Fire's version, yes. Yeah. I so, love this song. I love this yeah. song, too. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. So I just found out today. So I love House Fire's. And I just found out today. Weird. I, I saw love, you on a show. Let me clarify. I, I, I know a lot of band. serial killers and I love House Fires. Yeah, we're following you. I love the band House Fire's. They're out of Atlanta, Georgia. I just found out today they formed in 2014 um so they've only been around five years and they're writing some of the most popular worship music right now that's pretty cool so i just thought that's really cool um and then this one i had not heard until today but i actually am really digging it it's called symphony featuring dylan chase by switch CCM is starting to step up their game. You know what? I, when you started playing, I thought, oh, great. This is another knockoff of mainstream music. We're yeah. just trying to beat. But this is this it's is really so solid. And those lines are, are fantastic. Yeah. I want to 
This, this is, is Dad's favorite part. I was about to say, Rod listens to hip hop. I can see me doing this on stage while you guys are singing behind oh, me. Oh, it's done. It's done. <laughs> Lindsay, does it say who that is? Pardon? Does it say who that is? Dylan Chase. Okay. Which you I don't know Dylan Chase? I don't think I know who that That's is. That's Dylan Chase. But I'm not super. Me and him, we up used to, to on we used to rap hip-hop. together. It's all hip hop to me, baby. Yo, we're part of the underground scene, right? <laughs> that's right. So that's that. And then uh, haven't seen it. Danny Goki, who was on American Idol, I believe, yep. um, who was really popular. He has such a good story. I don't know his story, but he's got like a perfect voice. Give us the synopsis, Chris. Yeah. If I remember correctly, because I watched it when he was on there live, um, I believe that his wife passed away. And then he went on to American Idol and um, was very vocal about his faith. And it was super cool. I don't remember how far he I went. I sort of remember that. Yeah. Do they have anybody on American Idol Wasn't that doesn't he... have a heartbreaking story? No, you got to have one. Only the on. ones that aren't TV. I mean, on you TV. can. Yeah. <laughs> you, only, only the ones that get on TV are the ones that have the heartbreaking story. Yeah. Isn't that true? Well, isn't he, wasn't he like a school teacher or something? I don't, I don't remember. It was a long time ago, actually. It was a while ago that... I think he's a serial killer. Maybe he was. Oh, he's killing it now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's a really good one. And then number one still, I believe this was number one for a while now. God only knows for king and country. Which I have to say, I kind of dig for King and Country. The the the, I don't know a lot of their stuff, but the stuff I have heard, I like it. And the stuff that I've seen from their live shows, I think they would put on a really fun live show. Yeah. So have you ever seen their little drummer boy uh, live performance? Uh-uh. Oh, it's crazy. It's so I know good. it shocks you guys that I. Well, I know you normally watch concerts on I'm TV. Nor- I'm normally up on that stuff. <laughs> but um, so, when so are these... the Gaithers going to make the top five? That's well. How many times are you going to kill that joke? <laughs> That's what I wonder. Um, have you guys ever heard of Petra? <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, good stuff, Linz. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I got just a short talk with you guys today, and I want to. You guys pay attention because I didn't give you any questions ahead of time. You're just going to have to be ready. All right? Okay. (laughs) I'm not a fast thinker. You're going to hear a lot of, uh. And Matt's going to remind us again, I only got three hours sleep. (laughs) I only got three hours sleep. So anyway, as if there's a difference, we can tell a difference between three hours sleep or three days sleep. Anyway. Uh, listen, I want to ask a question today uh, for you out there that are listening, and that's a question of this. It says, are you drifting in your spiritual life? You know, I heard a story about two young men who were fishing um, above a uh, dam on a river in their hometown, and uh, this was a reservoir, and the dam flowed down to a, a lower section, obviously, and it was a waterfall. And as they were concentrating on catching fish, their boat kept drifting closer and closer to the waterfall. I guess it's a true story. 
drifting closer and closer to the waterfall, and they weren't paying attention. And by the time they caught what was happening, it was too late. The current was too strong. And they were swept over the edge, and it took them three days to find the bodies. Is this a true story? He just said that. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. You're not. She only got three hours of sleep, <laughs> yeah. too. Pregnant brain. Pregnant brain. I yeah. have an yeah. excuse. Sorry. No, yeah. I just made stuff up. I just didn't know. One was harpooned. I somehow. Um, anyway, Go ahead, sorry. it's kind of a obviously a very sad story, but I thought what a what a picture of what can happen in our lives. A lot of times, we're drifting and we're not paying attention. We don't notice it. And danger lies if we don't pay close attention. The Bible says in Hebrews two, therefore we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. So. You know, are you drifting? And would you know if you are? So today I want to talk just a little bit about that and uh, give you some thoughts on drifting. And and uh, maybe you guys can uh, think about um, other aspects of it if I, if I don't hit on it. The first one I, I think of when I think of drifting is drifting doesn't require effort. You know, mm-hmm. I remember we used to, Lindsay, when she was a little girl, we, we lived on a lake um, it was a 10-acre lake in Indiana, and um, it was wonderful. I had a little bit over an acre of land, and when I'd mow the grass and I'd be hot, I'd just go and dive off our um, dock into the water, swim, um, go out to the floating dock, or sometimes we had these big foam floaters, and I'd get on that, and I'd just lay there. Well, one day I did it, and I fell asleep, and I didn't realize <laughs> it, but I ended up drifting all the way across this 10-acre lake. <laughs> I was clear. And the only thing that woke me up is they didn't clean. I, I cleaned out my, I had a little beach area on my land. They didn't on there. So I went into these tall weeds, you know, and I was like, oh, and it woke me up. And I looked and my house was clear across the <laughs> lake. All right. <laughs> it took me no effort to get there. Right. It was, it was not hard to get there. What I find is that all you got to do to drift is stop rowing. Yeah. Mm. All you got to do, if you want to drift, all you do is stop rowing. We are told in this passage to pay close attention. Are you rowing still? Do you have your oars in the water and are you rowing? Because we are warned, pay close attention to where you are in your walk. Something else I thought of is just like when I fell asleep, it's an unconscious process. Most people don't look around and go, hmm, I'm drifting, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it's it's very possible to slowly drift away. I've met believers who at one time, and you guys have too, that had this on-fire faith, right? They're excited about Jesus, and after a while, they just slowly start drifting away. And it usually starts with things like compromise or l- lower levels of urgency on things that used to be important, right? Yeah. You guys can all think of people right now. When I said that, you thought of people, didn't you? You thought of people maybe that were you were in youth group, and now you know that their life, they're not walking with Jesus. But you remember them in youth group. They go to CIY and, you know, dedicate their life to be, you know, a nurse on the mission field or whatever, right? And, and you've seen that over the years. What ways can churches drift? What do you think? I think when we start paying more attention to... Um, this honestly, like our congregation and making sure everyone feels good than God's word. I mean, I think about some of the things that have been going on recently and politics and 
pastor feeling like he had to explain why he prayed for the president. That's crazy to me. Crazy. So um, I think when, and I'm not saying he was paying more attention. I'm not putting any judgment on whatever went on there. I'm just saying that if we start to pay more attention to people then which is important than the person of Christ and uh word then I, I think we'll drift as a church. Okay. Matthew. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, you know, one of the phrases we <clears throat> talk about at our church family is we, we don't want to be inwardly focused. Uh the way you say it is we don't want to be uh navel gazers. We don't want to look down and see what what's going on with us. You know, and I, I think part of that I, so I agree with you, Lindsay, I think part of that too is I think when you lose sight of the mission of what your what purpose does our church have, when you lose that, um, that's where you end up in some places where you're like, why am I now arguing about this? And it's like this isn't this is superfluous. This this random thing that we're now obsessed with it has really nothing to do with the mission of mm. uh, going out, uh, mm. making disciples. Um, snatching people from hell, um, you know, it, it has nothing to do with those things. And so I think you get there through a drift. No church says, man, I hope we are impotent and ineffective. Man, I really hope that's our legacy. I hope our legacy is we're a church that is only focused on our needs. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, recently, if, if I could share this, we were at a retreat and um uh, one of the guys, our, our good friend Tim Cole, was leading a session on where's your dot, and and that this reminds me of that. And the the principle is, you naturally age, and the, your church naturally ages, and and so you you kind of look at the median uh, age, and and you just say, hey, that that graduate gradually uh, moves older and older without any effort, kind of like a drifting type deal. But if your focus is who can we meet, are we reaching young families? Are we looking uh, at this next generation? Are we, you know, whatever, you know, are we willing to do those things? And so it's just, it's easy to allow a church, like you said, it's it's subconscious. It's not subconscious. It's unconscious. It it takes no effort. And uh, I think it just is over a series of small compromises on, I'm going to take the easier road rather than the harder road. That requires me to be right. focused on the mission. Mm-hmm. I think it's important um, to obviously keep your eye on uh, the <clears throat> lighthouse. You know, uh, if you're yeah. if you're in the middle of a storm or if you're at sea, you have points, uh, and you need to keep your eye on that and keep keep bearing toward that. One thing that um, I also notice about drifting is you never drift upstream. You never right. drift against the tide. Yeah, it, you the tide this the the flow takes you where it wants to take you. Yeah, that's right. And I think in our culture, you know, you mentioned a little bit about culture, and if we're trying to please people, if we're trying to please culture, you know, um, the the culture takes us places. I remember uh, when I was doing a study way back. 15 years ago on the emergent church. That was the big thing coming out. That's what Dan Kimball and Rob Bell and all these people were preaching. And I didn't understand the emergent church. And what it basically came down to is they scoffed at moral absolutes. They scoffed at absolute truth. And there were some things that they said, you can't stand on that anymore. That's not what matters. What matters is, and there was a general sense of compromise, truthfully, and it was driven by the culture. And 
what scared me about that movement, and I don't think the movement is is uh, very uh, strong anymore. However, I think there are a lot of emergent churches that came into existence back then. But what scared me about that movement was that it was with the tide of what was going on in so many ways. It was just, you know, whether it was, you know, there was a big cry for social justice long before the church ever jumped on that bandwagon, right? Of we got to pay attention to this. And social justice is important. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of fantastic ways. But that was raised above the level of things that in my generation we held as a tenet of faith that, you know, whether it's the infallibility of the Word of God or that Jesus is the only way, truth, and life, He's the only way to heaven, all that kind of stuff. And truthfully, there were many teachings. You all know that Rob Bell became famous for teaching against those things, and that started in the emergent movement. And so that's the danger. You you usually let those things take you down the road. The Bible says in Second Peter, for this very reason, we make every effort to supplement your faith and virtue and virtue with knowledge. This is Peter saying, we're making effort effort to supplement your faith with virtue and your virtue with knowledge. We're giving you things that are building you up and making you strong. You see, the moment you stop growing, the moment you throw away the value of the Word of God, you will drift wherever culture wants to take you. All right? And uh, I think I think that's one thing. I think also, honestly, this is a natural one. I don't really have any scripture, but let's face it. The speed downstream only gets faster. Yeah. I always tell people that when God tells you to stay away from certain sins and things, that's because it's a slippery slope and it drives you farther away from God. I remember talking to a man one time and he was leaving his wife and his kids for a girl, a woman that he met that he knew in high school and he met her on Facebook and he decided to move to Las Vegas, Nevada. And I said, you know, you need to be cautious because your very salvation depends on these things. And he said, sir, you saying this cost me my salvation. I said, I'm saying this begins a process that can lead you to a separation, no longer walking with Jesus. Yeah. And it, that's where we got to be cautious. The speed downstream increases. So let me give you um, a couple signs and maybe you guys can come up with more about if you want to know if you're drifting or not, all right? Um, I think the first one is you have a diminished desire for God's Word. Psalm 1-1 says this. I love this, that Psalms begins with this passage. Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits at the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of living water that yields its fruit in its season. It does, it leaves, its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. You know, and I think sometimes we go through dry seasons and we kind of not just don't study the word or spend time in the word, we don't even desire it. And I think when your desire starts to go and when someone loses their desire for the word of God, drifting can start. Yeah. Because the word of God, as the Bible tells us, is something that plants us firmly. It keeps us strong. It keeps us healthy, right? I think another one is diminished desire to pray. I think that prayer is a wonderful blessing. It's a great communication with God. But when a Christian prays less, he drifts more. 
Does that make yeah. sense? Absolutely. You know, if we're not in communication with God, we need to get back in that. Diminished desire to be with God's people. I always know when someone's missing a lot of church, Yeah, something's going on. Mm-hmm. And not just they're busy. Something's going on spiritually. You know, um, whether it's Sunday morning, whether it's just hanging with brothers and sisters in Christ, they'd rather be away from Christian people than to be with them kind of thing. Um, I think when someone is is not spending their time Sunday mornings in worship, they're drifting. That can sound harsh and judgmental, but truthfully, I think it's the truth. Sunday morning is not, we, we often think it's an elective, but it was never an elective. It was a directive from God to worship Him. And when people are doing ignoring that, I think that they have a, a, a drifting going on. Anything else you guys can think of about things that you would say, this might be a sign in your life that you're, you're drifting or, or you're at risk of drifting. Anything come to mind? I, I don't know how to describe this one. Obviously, we didn't have a ton of time to, to think on it, but an, an, a numbness to needs around you. Mm, that's um, good. That's really good. Uh, you know, like I, I think about you know, a, 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 an indicator in my life when it's like, wait a second, what are you doing? Right. I mean, obviously, I care about ministry, and it's what I believe God's called me to. And there are times where it's just like, dude, you, you just didn't even, you just encountered a need Right. Uh, someone offended you or whatever, and your thought, or your first thought isn't, you know, what's going on? How can I help you? It's, no, it's it's me. Or it's like, I don't care. Uh, you know, I know I'm in rebellion when I- It's a when nuisance I, or it's yeah. an inconvenience It's an or inconvenience, whatever. yeah. Like, like it, it, it just, it manifests itself. Like, you know you're in rebellion. You know you're like drifting really far away from God when you're just like, it almost bothers you mm. that it's even there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, great. There's another homeless dude uh, over here. Uh, <laughs> I just want to, don't right. make eye contact. I just want to get through the light. You know, right. oh, here's the fireman with his boot. And you know what I mean? And 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 sincerely, there are times where- He sounds where, like he said that. I'm not, <laughs> but you know, it, oh, it's- here's it, one of my children wanting food. <laughs> more goldfish. <laughs> I gave you a carton the size of Mount Kilimanjaro. Come on. Um, but- you know, but that's the, that's the truth. It's, okay. it's you are inconvenient and you're just annoyed by it. All right. It? And so I like the word you used earlier. Numb. You're just numb. Yeah. You just don't numb even care. Means. It doesn't register. Yeah. It doesn't register. Yeah. How about you, Lens? Anything come I mean, to mind? So the thing that I'm thinking about is a laziness and obedience. Mm. Um. And Josh and I were talking last night, and we kind of check in every once in a while, like, "Hey, what's God been teaching lately? What's some things that whatever you've been confronted with or anything?" And he told me this story that he had heard about an old man in a rocker who sat with a cat on his lap. And every time he would rock forward, he'd bring his hand back and pet the cat. And someone came up and said, you know, you're petting the cat backwards, like against his hair. And he said, well, it's on the cat to move. And that was an example of if God's word is rubbing you on the way, the wrong way, it's your job to move and Mm. get in line with God's word rather than either just be lazy about it and ignore it or try to find a way to explain away that scripture or whatever. And so I think when we're lazy in obedience, um, not even that we're trying to be outright disobedient, but we're just lazy about it. I think that's a sign we're drifting. Those are are good, you guys. Those are really good. I think that. So what would we tell somebody who's drifting? How could they get back on track? I think the first thing I'd tell them is 
get rowing and keep rowing. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Second Peter says this: For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he's blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from forever for his sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, I love the way Peter ends this passage, you will never fail. So what I tell people is, you know, if they feel like, man, I'm just not, you got to get back at it and it, you're not going to feel it. Right. I mean, we've all been there at times where you're like, oh, I'm just not feeling it. I'm just mm -hmm. not feeling good. When I read the word, it just seems dry. Or when I pray, it seems, you know, empty or whatever. And we have this sense of I'm not feeling it. And we think that feelings are a dictator of what we should do, right? But right. they're not. And so I tell people, you just got to get rowing again. You may not like it. You may not be in a groove. The waters may be choppy, but you got to get rowing again. Yeah. Yeah. I think another thing I tell them is watch out for the undercurrents. I don't know about you, but if you've ever been caught in a riptide, all it takes is once. Yep. And uh, I have a friend that um, she and her husband were in the Bahamas. They got caught in a riptide. And I remember her telling the story that to get out, they didn't understand the rule of swim sideways till you're out of it. They started walking back. And so he literally had to walk her on his shoulders while he was completely underwater to get out of it, to get um, out of the riptide. Riptides are easier to see from a distance. Undercurrents are less so. Yeah. All right. And so I really think that one of the greatest dangers of um, of drifting is there are certain undercurrents that can knock you off your feet and, and take you away, and you have to watch out for them. I think one of the greatest uh, undercurrent in our life is temptation. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're dry and we're brittle, you know, we're weak. We're not um, really um, on fire. Our roots aren't deep or whatever. Temptation comes. The enemy knows. That's the enemy's goal is to knock us off our feet. And so uh, we need to watch against temptation. Um, another one is when, when you decide, hey, I want to get out of this drifting, you can expect to go against the tide. That's right. It's not going to be popular. It's not going to be what your friends may be doing. It's not going to be what people may even advise. I really believe that uh, a lot of times when we're deciding to get serious about God again, the enemy loves to bring people in our life who are going to discourage that. They may not know that they're discouraging it, right? But they're bringing it in our lives and they're coming up against us time and time and time again. And they don't even know, not that they're like the satan's tool i'm not saying that but he they're just doors open and they just deflect or they distract or whatever and they take us away from that i promise you whether it's peer pressure popularity whether it's neglect whatever there are things that you're going to go against i can promise you if you're going to choose to get out of your drifting and i suppose the last thing i would tell them is you need to have a good strong anchor I think that being rooted and grounded in Christ, um, Colossians 2 says, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. I think, first of all, you have to establish your hope again. You have to reaffirm your walk with God again. Have you guys ever had times where 
like in your prayer, you just felt the need to go, God, I just want to let you know, you know, I'm your disciple. I'm your guy. I'm your woman. Have you ever done that Yeah, with God? It's like a re-up, right? I have that periodically with the Lord where it just, I don't know why, I just sense that God needs to hear this from me again. Mm-hmm. All right? And I think sometimes when you're drifting, it's okay to go, hey, God, you know, I need to redo. I just want you to re- know that I am serious about you. And I think the second thing is stay close to the church. Ephesians 4 says, And he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry and for building up the body of Christ. I love that, for building up the body. Okay? A lot of times people wonder why. They're all dried up. Their 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 life is a little chaotic, but they're not spending any time with healthy people. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so they're getting sick all the time. They're walking around with colds and flu. You guys got little kids. They go to school and they're sick little kids. What happens? They come and get sick. Why? They just spent time with sick people. And I think, man, you need to get around the body of Christ so you can be encouraged and build up and strengthen and hear the word. Yeah. I think I don't think the church is perfect. I always tell people we're not perfect by any stretch, but we absolutely want to move toward perfection. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Any other advice you give them out there if they want to get back on track? Well, I, d- I mean, I definitely, the thing that I just keep thinking about is kind of like what you said is you've got to stay close to the church. And I just want to say I'm in a discipleship group with uh, five other women. And um, I'll say Sunday morning isn't enough. It's mm-hmm. really not. You're not getting your community Sunday morning. You're not getting those people who are going to, say what's going on let me take time and speak into your life let me point you to jesus you're not going to get that enough on sunday morning and i'll tell you because we took two weeks off our discipleship group and we came back and every single woman in there was like it was so easy for me to just disengage spiritually Mm. and and they explained that that's what it was before the discipleship group started so we didn't even know so many people in that group we didn't even know we were drifting away And it was until we got in community, close community with other believers who knew our stuff, but pointed us to Jesus anyway, that then those two weeks off, we're like, now I'm recognizing that I'm drifting. So we've got to be in community and in close community, not just Sunday mornings with other believers. I've told people, I said, imagine how unhealthy you'd be if you only had one meal a week. Exactly. And that's what a lot of times people do. They allow Sunday. That's my spiritual meal. That's right. Well, you, you'd never be healthy. You might feel good on Sunday and maybe reach into Monday and even Tuesday morning. Who knows? But after a while, you start getting worn down. You're not getting any energy. You're not getting any spiritual strength. And so you do have to stay with it, don't yeah. you? There's no way you can keep Orin against the tide, rowing against the tide. Orin, I don't know. Orin. <laughs> rowing against Orin the tide. Against the tide. <laughs> no. It's, probably in some language that works. But yeah. Um, yeah, there's no way you can do it because and, it wears you out. So you need to constantly be fed, right? And yeah, and it's not just reading scripture for yourself during the week, which you need to do. You and I were not made to do Christian life alone. Right. So if you aren't in a close community outside of Sunday mornings with other believers, you're going to probably be drifting and yep. not even know it. Yep. So. Before you even realize you're drifting, get yourself and some good friends who love Jesus that you're meeting with and talking with regularly. And Matt, that's that's called what we're doing at Kindred. That's called Rooted, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, we uh, currently have uh, put out four groups uh, that have been through it. 
And we are excited. Our, our goal for our, our church family is that every single person goes through it. Mm. And, yeah. and, and, and this is what I always say. Jesus' last words, his last command was to go and make disciples. Mm. And that is the command that we ignore the most. Mm. Yeah. It is a very intentional process. Right. And so here's what I would say to people who, Lindsay, Lindsay said it great there. Um, I would say you need to be why obedient. Are you saying to, that? Because she's already got it. Okay. Uh, she nailed it. Home run. Uh, but I would say put uh, right now, you yourself, find someone to disciple you. If you're interested in the Rooted Group, we're, we want everyone to go through it. If you're listening and you're at a different church, find an older mentor, an, an older lady, an older man, and you allow them to pour into you. And they don't have to be older, but find someone who's more mature than you and Experience. is just willing to walk with you through Good. it. And not only that, but then that part of that is to go as well. And so one of the things that reason why I like Rooted is it's not just, hey, come and do this. The church has been fantastic at that. Yay, right. I feel great. But now go and you make disciples. Yeah. Right. And so uh, you, it is, it's the last command. We cannot skip it. We can't ignore it and pretend like it doesn't exist. And so that's what I would say. Good stuff, you guys. Thanks for... Thanks for chipping in. If you're out there and you find yourself drifting or, man, some of those things made you feel like, gosh, that's kind of me. Um, we at Kindred, we we uh, we want to help in your walk with Christ, and um, we would love to get you on the get you on a track of drawing closer to God. But I would tell you the first thing I want to tell you is this, is get rowing. Get back to the basics. All right. Hey, Matthew, you have a new segment here. So I do. why don't you share a little bit about that? I do. Uh, our new segment is called, Hey, Did You Know? That's right. I'm going to be bringing up some things and I'm just going to throw them out there. Some of them are going to be quick and some of them are going to be a little bit longer. So let's start out with something really fun. Did you know that we are starting a 20-somethings tribe here at Kindred? And that's right. Their first meeting will be coming up uh, in a week from Friday on June 14th. And I am thrilled about this. Uh, what do you guys think? Are you all excited about this or what? Well, I think Mary Beth and Diego, who are going to kind of spearhead it, and uh, uh, I think they're just a tremendous couple. Yep. Yep. And um, the people that are part of it, I mean, you got Savannah, you got... Um, uh, you got Courtney, you got Bethany, you got Ryan, you got Luke, and I don't know, some other people. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Chris. Yeah, is... I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know so I think it's going to be a great group. I'm excited about it. I really am. Fantastic. Uh, hey, did you know that uh, 10 states have now passed pro-life legislation of some kind? Yes. Listen, I bring this up because I feel like uh, Georgia is, and, and a couple others are getting so much heat and attention that you think there's only like two or three states that have done this. No, 10 have already gone through it. Uh, Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Missouri, Mississippi, uh, North Dakota, and Ohio, and four more have either introduced it and it's waiting to be passed uh, in the Senate, it's already passed in the House, or it at least has been introduced and shot down. But there are four more. I think it's a good actively, sign. I, I love it. You know it. what I mean? I think yeah. it's a trend that we might see more of. And I think it's a good sign for our nation. I hope that we can turn that back. You know, I always remember uh, the quote 
um, from Mother Teresa, uh, who always talked, I can't remember the exact quote, but she talked about the true uh, conscience of a nation is what they do with their children. Yeah. You know, and um, I, I think that uh, it would be nice to see the conscience of our nation um, right. begin to turn toward the kids again. You know yeah. what I mean? I've heard so much um, lately about this could be in our lifetime we see Roe v. Wade overturned um, just because the Supreme Court is going to have to pay attention to this because it's so many states are now passing legislation yeah. and um, the pro-life movement is yeah. so outspoken now yep. more than ever. So Yeah, that's right. We have to look out for uh, the youngest of us. And um, But hey, Lindsay. Yes. Did you know that... Uh, <laughs> That today is D-Day, and uh, I got some statistics for you real quick. I just want to bring them up, and uh, did you know that on D-Day, looking at some of the numbers, uh, that there were uh, 156,000 troops deployed on those beaches, Yeah. uh, that there were uh, 10,250 casualties between the U.S., uh, Britain, and Canada, uh, even on the German side, there were four to 9,000 German deaths yeah. on that day. And so we just want to pause for just a minute. I bring this up. Uh, we've got some fun stuff that we're talking about. We're excited about the pro-life movement and some good things happening there. But, man, we got to be also be grateful for those of us uh, who benefit from the freedom of those men yes. uh, who were so willing to right. uh, put the ultimate uh, sacrifice, pay the ultimate sacrifice. And uh, here we go. We're going to last in with one that's just super quick. Hey, Rod, did you know that your son's birthday is tomorrow? I did know that. Did yes. you know that? <laughs> My man B-Rad turns 34 tomorrow. 34? Yeah. That Holy means you're moly. old. Yes, gay is. And <laughs> you probably should tell her that. So, no, I'm I'm so happy. I'm going to take him out. We're going to hang out a little bit tomorrow. That's have right. Have some fun. June he, 7th. Yeah, June 7th, his mm-hmm. birthday. So, happy birthday, B-Rad. Love happy you, birthday, man. birthday, B. Yeah. So thanks, Matt. That yes, was sir. good stuff. Lindsay, how would you uh, how would you tie this all together with what's happening at Kindred? Well, we got Father's Day coming up in June. Yep. And uh, that's going to be really fun. You're buying your father a really like nice gift, right? I mean, a, I mean, like Mac Daddy gift. I, you know what? It's going to be late, but yes. It's- you can't count Rodina. <laughs> <laughs> I got you a granddaughter. That's there, true. Well, all that's the good enough out of for the bag, me. So. Yeah. Oh, man, I thought you were just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> good yeah. stuff. No, so we've got that coming up. And if you're a dad, you definitely want to come hang out with us on Father's Day because we've got some, some cool stuff that we're going to be doing. And uh, just, yeah, it's... It's going to be a good month at Kindred. <laughs> all right. I don't have a lot of news for That's you. That's okay. But, um, That's all right. There's um, that. We do have CIY <laughs> coming up for the kids. Yes. And right. uh, uh, we just, you know, I'm going to close with this. Uh, we, need to, we need to shut her down. Um, but we just said goodbye to two of the greatest people that I've ever had the privilege to worship with and labor with in the church, and that's Chris and Margie Kelly. And I don't yes. know. I hope that they'll be listening to this podcast out in Waco, Texas. Um, we love you, Chris and Margie. We miss you already. I miss seeing your faces at, at church this past Sunday. It was it was weird to think um, that you guys are now living somewhere else. But um, you know, let's face it, Kindred wouldn't be around. No. 
Yeah. And uh, if it wasn't for Chris and Margie. And uh, so we said goodbye to them a few weeks ago. And uh, But we're actually joyed, too, because that's part of the church's yeah. mission is to send people out. And, man, they're out, and they're going to bless some other church yes, out there. It's going to be really, sure. really cool. Um, and uh, so... You know, just just wanted to bring that up again. I, that was kind of a, a big deal to me, and I'm sure it was to you guys as yeah. well. So I appreciate you listening today. We just want to say um, anytime uh, we can uh, be into your, speak into your life and be a part of your life is a blessing to us as well. So thanks so much for listening to Kindred 360. And next time, I promise... Mike Resendez will have that phone line working, and maybe you can call in and be a part of our podcast as well. All right. Have a great day. God bless. You've been listening to the Kindred 360 podcast. If you would like to hear more, be sure to check out our additional podcast, Extra 360. And be sure to subscribe to the Kindred 360 podcast to stay up to date with our most current episodes. We want to thank you for listening today and have a blessed week ahead.